Okay, so we're going to try this again. If you, you don't know this, but I'm going to let you in on the background. This is round three. Um, we're going to see how this one goes. And by round three, I mean literally I've started this thing now three times. Uh, but I keep, and I do this quite often actually. Like I'll start it, and however the intro goes, I'm like, eh, nope, I don't like it. I can't, that's not, it's not right. So that happens and really like right now I want to do that with this episode. Like right right now at the 42nd mark. I want to do that. But I am actually on this one going to continue plugging forward. Um it's interesting doing these solo casts like it's different when you have guests on, right? Like I've only done that a few a couple of times. Um, but you know, you have a little bit of time to kind of warm up, kind of talk to them, whatever, whatever. But the solo cast, it's like you start and then you're like, what the fuck is coming out of my mouth right now? And I feel like that is, uh, and so then, you know, what happens for, for me, for my experiences, what happens with me is. I'm like, hey, Five Peaks, fucking radio voice, here we go. And then I'm like, that is fucking garbage. And so I stop it, I stop the recording, I delete it, and I start again. And then I'm like, hey, less of a radio voice, but still radio voice. And so then I'm like, God bless America and all its glory. And then I stop that, and I start again. And so this one here... Uh, even two minutes, I feel like I should stop this because it's not in line with the rest of the vibe that has been this podcast up to this point, but I feel like it's okay, to be honest. I feel like I'm good. Uh, we're going to keep plugging forward and, you know, hopefully you stay with me. Hopefully... Um, I don't lose you and I can keep your interest we're going to continue to talk about things that I feel make me because and I say that not in a sense of narcissism or not from a place of this is all about me but from a place of I like to speak for self when I remember to um and if you if you listen to the random thoughts that I just posted before, uh, which you know it it starts again another one starts out rough but it is what it is. I feel like I hit on a couple of points there eventually, um, such as the 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 consciousness streaming that is Five Peaks podcast. Um, anyway. I, I want to continue on and I want to continue trying to hit points that I feel like, you know, when I, the more that I talk about them, the more that I make myself acknowledge my own shortcomings, my own vulnerabilities, my own um, areas in which that I can improve, right? So like... As much as I, I would love this to be the uh, 
the hey i'm an expert and you should listen to me because of all this training i've had and i have had extensive or all of this experience if i had i've had and there's no short amount of of experience either i mean i have been dealing with people and people's problems and through the most dire and consequential situations you can imagine for going on 20 years now but that doesn't make me perfect in any way shape or form and quite the contrary there are areas in which i i personally feel that i fall very short specifically some of those areas are you know since i was since i was a a kid like grammar school we're talking about i've always had a bit of a temper um and i've and that stems from you know some abuse that i that i suffered and and some of the things that um the general sort of culture that was going on in my household growing up and then that translated into my own personality in which i you know i have i've had a temper and i've learned over the years and through leaders along the way um to kind of you know keep that in check and keep that in control and and it's not just leaders along the way but also uh, a lot of books that i've read right like a lot of the stuff from the arbinger institute if you haven't read any of their stuff um there's a a ton they the arbinger institute is fucking phenomenal in in terms of the types of the message that they bring and the types of learning that you can gain from listening to their books reading their books etc etc that are it's it's there's no comparison um some of the uh, some of the things that I've I've read here is the Anatomy of Peace, which I feel like is one of their um, flagship books, as well as Leadership and Self Deception. That was another la- uh, flagship book that really opened my eyes. Leadership and Self Deception, I feel like, is one of those books that really just it it opens your eyes to the things that you don't even realize that you're doing um it's and then there's the the outward mindset the outward mindset is another phenomenal book phenomenal if you haven't read it i or listened to it on audible all of these books that i just mentioned are all on audible and i i really if you if you're a busy person like myself um you know i i I have a full-time job that really is like full-time plus some right so uh i mean i'm in the i'm in the military i'm in the army i'm a senior leader um and so that means that on any given day i work from you know 6 6 30 in the morning to about the same at night right so consistently pulling 12 hour days, five days a week, like ridiculous. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky in that every so often because of my position, I can sort of, Hey, 
I'm not going to be here tomorrow because of a family situation that arised or whatever. Um, being in the military, there is a bit of leniency in the sense of like, I'm not a true slave to the clock like many people are, right? Like, oh, you think you're just not going to show up tomorrow? Uh, that's not going to happen. Either you show up tomorrow or you're fired. I thankfully am not in a position like that. That being said, uh, when it's time to work, it's time to work. And there are some long hours, right? Um, so anyway, getting back to the Arbinger Institute and the just phenomenal books they have. It's They're all sort of, they, they read like allegories in the sense of like, it's a... It's a, they read as a fiction, but the lessons that they teach are, are life-changing if you're open to it. And, and that's, you know, it's, that's one of those things where it's like, you really, if you are not open to changing who you are, what you do, what you believe, uh, what you're about, you know, your habits, your patterns, your scripts, you know, all of those things, then, then it's not going to, no, no book, no speaker, no lesson, no, you know, berating, no anything external is going to cause you to change. In the end, if you want to change who you are, if you want to change the habits that you have, if you want to change what it is that you are doing that you feel is wrong, is weak, is not up to snuff, is uh, otherwise not in line with how you perceive yourself. All right, I've I've talked about this. Uh, you know the the three selves, right? It's it's uh, how others see you, how you think others see you, and then how you see yourself, right? Those are basically the three selves that we all have. So if your actions are not in line with how you see yourself or how really, in my mind, to be honest, to be quite honest, if the way you want others to perceive you and the way that you see yourself are not the same, then I feel like you are in a constant state of cognitive dissonance. If you want people to perceive you one way, but you perceive yourself a different way, like you want people to see you as this nice person or whatever, or this hard ass, you know, whatever bad motherfucker but you see yourself as the opposite of that or not quite that or whatever then you're not living your truth right in the end the way i see it how you see yourself and how and maybe even like there's a fourth self and how you want to see yourself i feel like that's also important if those if those things aren't in line, then you are just doomed a to failure and b to a constant state of dissonance. Which studies have shown that cognitive dissonance causes p 
pain. Causes literal pain in your mind. Pain like you got stabbed in the leg. But psychologically. And not even just like metaphorically, psychologically. Not even like this idea that, oh, psychologically. Like physical, actual, real world can be measured by physics pain in your brain because you are not living your truth you're at odds with yourself and this happens cognitive dissonance is a thing that happens constantly it happens most often when the way you think things should be or are supposed to be are not the way that things are right so if you are one of, if you're a person that is highly into I don't know conspiracy theories or uh, like super into identity politics and by that I don't necessarily mean like you know the social media identity politics but like by that I mean like I am you know far far right or far far left and this is whatever. When the truth bears out, as it does, and how messy humans are, and things aren't the far, far right or the far, far left, and things bear out as they usually do, where it's like kind of somewhere in the middle, then that causes pain because you expect it to be this way, life, reality, ideologies, whatever, but they're not. And then you have to justify that in your own mind. And so when it's when it comes back down to self and it comes down to how you perceive yourself and, and what it is that you're doing to create your image, to create your brand, to create your, you know, whatever in, in terms of how the rest of the world, the outside world, when they look at you, this is what they see. When that is incongruent with how you see yourself, then there's going to be a dissonance there. There's going to be physical, mental pain. And there's going to be, in the end, a point at which you crack. Because there's only so much that a person can take. Now, the mind... If you build a bulletproof mind and you build an iron mind and I and I encourage all of you to do this. Go 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 take a daily dose of Dave Goggins, right? David Goggins will, will get you to the place you need to be if you truly uh look at look at the look at the stuff that he's think he's saying and, and take it to heart. That man is a force of nature that will that would just make all of us better if if we actually take everything he says to heart but but what i mean is that if you are a person that thinks that you know the world is supposed to be this but it's not that because the world is messy and the world is not going to confine itself to boxes and the and and humans are 
just immeasurably varied in their beliefs and in the way they act and in the way they justify those actions, then you're going to be constantly in this state in which you have to justify why the world is not the way it's supposed to be according to your belief systems and or where this really comes into play is why your actions are not in line with who you think you are or your actions are not in line truly not in line with how you think the world should work and this comes into in all the time and and really it's a mad it's an, an unfortunate occurrence within the human conditions whereby we talk a good talk but we don't walk we don't walk the talk does that make sense we don't walk the talk right we say hey everyone should be red to each other everyone should be good and just listen you know whatever but then as soon as somebody has an opposing view, the moment someone has an opposing view, instead of hearing that opposing view out, instead of truly trying to see that opposing view from that side, seeing how that could make sense to another person, when we get the sense that there's an opposing view here, we go on the defensive and we shut down and we start looking for the very first opportunity to refute that and inject our opinion. Instead of hearing it out, instead of talking it out, instead of trying to see things from that other side in a, in a, in a very real, very conscionable manner, we sit there and we tell ourselves we're open we're open to all walks of life. We appreciate everybody and all their differences. And then all of a sudden someone comes along and is like, ah, your idea is bullshit, bro, and these are the reasons why. Now all of a sudden we're like, say what? No, you are the bad person and I am the good person because X, Y, and Z. You see what I'm saying? Like, it just, it's... It's the way that we're wired sometimes. And if luckily though, luckily we are our brain is so large and we engage enough of it that we could actually identify if we want to, we can actually identify when we're doing that. And then we can take control of that action. And this is where things like emotional intelligence truly come into play right being self-aware being self-regulatory having empathy having social skills all of these sorts of things that are the tenets of emotional intelligence this is where it comes into play why do i feel the way i feel why am i about to get angry at this thing that was just said these words that were said or the situation that arose why am i getting angry am i getting angry recognizing that that's happening self-regulation all right calm the fuck down 
get a control of your thoughts. All right. You know, what's funny is that like martial arts and all of these things have been teaching us this stuff forever. Right. If you look at, you know, if you're if you're like me, which I don't know that you are, but if you're like me, you um, are, you know, I'm 40. So I've been around for a little bit. Um, I grew up, you know, there was Bruce Lee, there was Wing Chung, there was all these uh, Wu Tang, both the rap group and the and the movies. Um, there was a lot of these like you know kung fu dubbed kung fu movies, this that and the other. But there was a lot. There was a moment there in like the nineties, like the late eighties, early nineties, where there was a lot of like Eastern philosophy that was starting to kind of like come in. I remember being in like the third and fourth grade. So for me, I, I that was like late eighties, I believe, maybe early nineties. How old are you when you're in that? I don't know. I was born in 1980, so however you however old you are in the third and fourth grade. Um, and I remember, you know, there's a lot of like Confucius says and like these sorts of like Eastern philosophy things that have been whatever um, co-opted or, or watered down for, you know, American or Western civilizations. Anyway, a lot of what what it was, as I remember it, was like when it came to sort of like that and we see it today 100% in the UFC and boxing and um, collegiate wrestling and these sorts of things where it's like if you let your emotions get the best of you you are going to lose the fight and I feel like that as a concept and this is what's so amazing about martial arts and about these sorts of things um where you know it's not just like you know karate kung fu whatever but jujitsu boxing literally all of it mma as a martial arts all of that sort of thing that is the quintessential quintessential conflict between two humans i am trying to knock you out i am trying to end you i am trying to you versus me I'm a person, you're a person, we're in this arena, and we are trying to do the most damage to each other at the same time. No holds barred, I mean, you know, officiated, you get me. But there's no more primal interpretation of what it means to be in conflict than something like boxing, MMA, wrestling, these sorts of things where it's literally just me versus you. We've got minimal clothing on. There's no weapons other than what the skill that we bring to the arena, right? And the toughness and the tenacity and all of those sorts of things, everything else that goes into it. But in the end, what oftentimes, right, aside from, Stuff like a puncher's chance or you're just outclassed or whatever, right? All things being equal. Maybe that's a better way to put it. All things being equal. The person that stays calm in that, in that fight 
and is enabled to engage the skills, the aggression, the tenacity, all of those sorts of things while remaining clear-headed is going to win that fight. I would argue 100% of the time. Barring a freak occurrence, everyone's got a puncher's chance, right? A random wild one happens, it happens. But all things being equal, the person that keeps the clear head while maintaining all the necessary elements, skill, aggression, tenacity, etc., etc., toughness, they're going to win the fight. And, and such is the same in life, such is the same in dealing with opposing factions, such is the same in getting at the heart of a truth, right? The, the, uh, the truth of a, of a given matter, right? It's not that the person that remains calm is going to have their side be accepted, that's that's not that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that the person that stays calm, especially when it comes to heated social political debate, is the person that gets to see the truth, that gets to recognize the truth, and perhaps gets to reveal the truth. Right? Because they they can see past where they are wrong or the flaws in their own argument while accepting where people on the other side are right and also remaining calm to identify where people are wrong and then not only that, present that in a way that is calm and acceptable by the other side. And as I've said before, when you model the behavior that you're seeking then that gets replicated along the way, right? So when you model calm and when you model intellectuality and when you model that sort of like pro-social behavior, then the other side is going to do that the same, right? When they freak out and you freak out and everybody starts freaking out and then everybody's on defensive, well, that's just... You know, that argument, that debate, that, that conversation is going nowhere. But but if you're first, be first, right? Be first. They tell you this in, in MMA training. They tell you this in boxing. They tell you this in, in any sort of, of combat training. Be first. But that doesn't mean to be first necessarily all the time to be aggressive, to be on the attack. Sometimes that means be first to be the calm one. Be first to be the one that models the good behavior. Be first to be the one that says, you know what? I see that point and I, and I agree with it. Or at least I don't disagree with it. And this goes to, at this point, it goes back to a couple of things I've talked about in, in the past where... You know, if, if, if you do that, and then instead of saying but at that point, but as we know, and as I've talked about before, is the great eraser. 
hey, I see your point. It really makes sense, and I agree with it. But then everything that you just said is meaningless. However, if you're like, hey, that's a great point, and I really agree with it. And you know what I'd really like to explore is the idea that, right, has a very different and more inviting tone to it. Once you say but, it, it, there's, there's that word is the eraser and it puts the counterpart of your conversation on the offense or, or on the defensive. Maybe on the offensive too, actually. And so when we're first, when we're open, when we're willing to accept that the other person, you know, you don't have to agree. You don't have to agree with their point, but you're willing to accept that the point makes sense to them based on their understanding. You see how that's different? You see how that willingness to accept that a person's understanding of a situation based on the facts that they are currently working with humanizes them right we're so caught up these days in demonizing the other side and and being tribal and making sure that we're right and they're wrong and all of that when it's so easy to create conversations and to create dialogue and to get at where it is we actually differ and that doesn't mean that everybody's going to always, in the end, agree and we're all kumbaya by any means. There can be continuing differences. But you can respect each other on the fact that we differ here. And this is also different than stating we agree to disagree. Right When you agree to disagree, you've shut down the possibility of coming to an understanding of each other. You've shut down communication. You've shut down the idea that there's any more to discuss. Which in my mind, and I could be wrong, is, is not ever the case. And, and by that I mean like it's not that eventually we're going to agree but it's more of when you say I agree to disagree it's an easy out it's a fucking quitters way out what you're doing is saying I no longer have the ability to either A explain my side or B even attempt to understand why you believe what you believe which is fucking trash you don't have to agree with the reason that the other person believes what they believe but you could at least understand why they believe it and you can leave it at that right it doesn't have to be this endless ongoing whatever but to say that I just you know, hey, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. That's a coward's way out in my mind. Maybe you don't agree with that. That's okay. Hit me up.
send me a, send me a voice message send me a send me a DM let me know what you think about that idea there's this idea out there right now that I heard recently that that has to do with and I, and I think I even I posted in my Instagram stories and I've been trying to mull it over lately something that I personally have been struggling with and that's how do I train myself to to work to put in the work basically it comes down to discipline when I don't want to right how do I get up out of bed how do I go early morning right before everybody gets up go down get that workout in when I don't want to how do I come home at the end of a long day of work and you know be be positive and joyous with the family with the kids help clean up help you know do whatever when all I really want to do is just chill out maybe watch some TV you know relax a bit whatever it's a tough tough question that one I don't know that I have the answer the only thing that I know and the only thing that I've been I've been taught is basically just to fucking suck it up and drive on and stop being such a bitch right don't let your inner bitch take control that doesn't work for everybody and I get that but I think that there has to be a point at which there's a there's two things I think that that answer that question I think one of them is like truly literally just fucking stop being a bitch and fucking do it whatever it is get up out of bed go work out fucking stop feeling sorry for yourself it's not bad I think the other one well maybe it's three I think it's also along with that they're also like is discipline right and it's not just discipline to get out of bed and go do whatever you gotta do but it's also discipline the rest of the day like go to bed when you need to go to bed get the hours of sleep so you're not fucking tired when the alarm clock goes off eat right so you don't constantly feel, you know, dragging down and like ass. Don't drink as much as I do. <laughs> That's probably the biggest one. Uh, <laughs> you know, all of those sorts of things will will then lead you to be able to be more productive when the whistle's blown, right? The other part is really truly identifying writing down saying out loud whatever it is what it is your priorities are what it is you're truly going after and the reason I say that is because when you do that and you do that on a consistent basis when you're like hey I want to be X I want to do Y I want to have a better physique I want to be in better condition I want to start my own business I want to 
XYZ. Right? When you actually say it to yourself out loud consistently, you know, whether that's in the morning, in the night, in the afternoon, maybe before you go to bed, maybe when the alarm goes off, make a habit of starting to say it. The alarm goes off, you're like, fuck that alarm. And you're like, I want to be more productive. Then when you ignore the alarm, it starts to create that cognitive dissonance that I talked about in the beginning of this episode. Where now you have to justify to yourself because there's pain there. There's literal physical pain that's happening. Because what you want and what you think should be the reality is not what your actions are creating. And so when you are like, hey, I want to be in better shape. And then you just go back to sleep. (sighs) Right? Like, now I have to justify to myself why I went back to sleep. And then you don't go back to sleep anyway. You might as well get the fuck up and go do the workout. Or when there's work to be done that you know you're trying to start a business, you're trying to, you know, whatever it is, write a book, do the thing. You say those things out loud. And then when you don't do them in your mind, it's constantly there. Man, I 100% said I was going to, you know, write a thousand words a minute. Shout out to Stevie Swift. Check out her stuff. She's awesome. But I'm going to write a thousand words, uh, uh, not a minute, excuse me. I'm going to write a thousand words a day if I'm trying to write a book. I'm going to work out either in the morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is. I'm getting at least, you pick your time, 30 minutes, half hour, whatever it is, weights, cardio, etc., When you do that, and when you actually say it out loud and then not follow through, that cognitive dissonance kicks in and it forces you to acknowledge that you are not being true to yourself. And when you're not true to yourself, that's going to cause pain. And now you have to start justifying your actions. In the end, you can't lie to yourself. You know, you can, you, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can lie to yourself, but you can't get away with it. Maybe that's, maybe that's a better, better way of doing it. Like you can lie to yourself, but you can't get away with it because you know that you said you were going to do this thing. And then you also know that you just made some bullshit excuse as to why you didn't do the thing. And those things exist, those two realities exist in your mind. And you know the truth. It, that this, this isn't about, you know, getting someone else to accept it. This isn't about convincing an external person that the lie that you're telling them is true. You cannot get away from the thoughts that exist in your mind. 
And when you say a thing that you're going to do out loud, especially when you start saying it every day, and then you don't follow through on that, you know better. That's one way. That's one way, at least mentally, that we can start looking at our actions and looking at what it is we do on the reg that is either in line or in conflict with what we actually want to happen. And I feel like it's a, it's a decently powerful way that we can train ourselves to do the work, especially when it's like, hey, I really want to lose this weight. I really want to start this business. I really want to work towards, you know, whatever it is, getting a promotion or, or this pet project I have going on, whatever it is. When we start saying it out loud, and you can take that step, you can take that a step further and look yourself in the mirror when you say it out loud. Look yourself right in the eyeballs, that window to the soul, and say whatever your goal is. Say whatever it is you want to do out loud to yourself in the mirror. And then later, when you don't do that, there's there's no avoiding it. There's no avoiding the cognitive dissonance that's going to happen in your brain. Because you told yourself. You didn't tell somebody else that could maybe blow it off. You told yourself that you were going to do this thing and then you didn't do the thing. And now you have to lie to yourself. Justify it. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And the only way to alleviate that pain is to start doing the thing you said you were going to do. And it doesn't have to be major strides in the beginning, right? little bit how do you need an elephant how do you eat an elephant you eat it one bite at a time the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step right whatever it is you're trying to build whatever it is you're trying to do it doesn't have to be these big massive huge muscle movements every day and certainly in the beginning get the easy wins man get the get the the small movements right you want to write a book you can start with a thousand words you can give yourself a challenge like that you can start with a hundred words fuck you could start with three paragraphs get it done start with an outline I think it's going to look like this. I'm going to I'm going to do this outline. Start there. But be consistent. Consistency is the key to achieving goals. I've talked about smart goals. I've talked about, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-bound. Smart, it's an acronym. It helps 100%. When you write it down, when you work on it, but in the end, what we need as humans sometimes is, is wins, right? We need that dopamine hit. We, know, we need to know we're on the path. We need to know that we're going there and we're on this journey that is heading towards our desired end state. And the way that we can 
continue down that, not get distracted, or at least reinforce and validate that we are in fact doing what we need to do is getting easy wins. Hey, I made an outline today. I wrote a, I wrote a hundred hundred words. I wrote a thousand words. They weren't great. I'm using Stevie Swift. If you haven't if you haven't checked her out, Stevie Doodles. I'm giving you a shout out because you're awesome. Uh, Stevie Swift used to be a soldier of mine. She is now, I believe, a lawyer. She's an amazing woman. Um, she also does these awesome coloring books. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, give me one second, um, that she, no, I know she is. She's on, uh, the Instagrams and the Facebooks and all of that. I believe she has an Etsy shop. Um... Stevie, Stevie Doodles, Stevie underscore Doodles, S-T-E-V-I-E underscore D-O-O-D-L-E-S, check her doodles out, check her out there, um, she's got a, she's got a link tree there, anyway, um, she was an amazing soldier when we, when we served together, um, she got combat tours, done done the thing, right? The good, the bad, the ugly. Um, also, she uh, she she you know ended her her term of service as as and with honors, you know honorable honorable discharge. Amazing woman. Went on to law school, went on to also in her spare time creating these amazing doodle books. She's now uh, creating, I believe, children's books and short stories. She's She has a challenge right now right now where she's trying to do 100,000 words in 100 days. So that's kind of, it's fresh on the mind and that's why I was using that as an example. Um, but... You know, that that creates another point where it's like take example from the people around you that are striving. And I talked about this with uh, with Randy. I I encourage you guys to go back and and listen to uh, Toughness, the uh, the the podcast that I did with Randy Sharp, where we talk about the the fact that like we become we as humans, right? We become the mean average of the people with whom we surround ourselves, right? You surround yourself with a bunch of winners, a bunch of people that are very successful and strive and work hard and do all that. You are going to emulate that behavior. It also works the other way where it's like if you surround yourself with a bunch of fuck-ups and losers, you're going to emulate that behavior as well. So that's why mom told you to not fuck with Timmy because Timmy was a loser. And you need to steer clear of Timmy. But seriously, uh, surround yourself with people like Stevie Swift because she's a winner. Um, but you know, regardless of that, that's that's getting back to what I was saying before. This is this is how you can get kind of like the easy wins, right? This is how you can create a a system for yourself, whereby. You keep yourself accountable, or at least you can create the condition 
that when you act outside of your own self-interest or in conflict with your own self-interest and the goals that you want to create, the goals that you want to achieve, I should say, there's a there's a, a control measure there that at least makes you question it, question your actions. I feel like one of the easiest ways to do that is to look yourself in the mirror every morning and literally say out loud, looking yourself in the mirror, say out loud what it is you want to accomplish. Whether that's for the day, whether that's a five-year goal, whether that's uh, you know a, a pet project you got going on. When you do that and you start doing it consistently, it's the same with gratitude. When every day, if before you go to bed, you say three things you're grateful out loud doesn't have to be out loud but out loud is better but it could be in your mind three things you're grateful for that happened that day maybe that week maybe whatever then you'll build the gratitude muscle and you'll start being a happier person same thing with when you look yourself in the mirror my goal is this I'm going to build a company. I'm going to fix the car. I'm going to fucking mow the lawn. I don't, you know, whatever, man. What happens is when you don't do that, your mind, you cannot escape your mind. It's there with you always. Will remember that you looked yourself in the eye and you said that you were going to do this thing. Now, it is what it is, man. Just because it's there, just because the distance is there, just because you don't, you know, the pain is there, whatever, doesn't mean that you're not going to justify away your, your actions, your behaviors. This is not some silver bullet that's going to keep you from being a piece of shit. But it's a, it's a tool in the toolbox. It's an extra, an extra little thing that you can add to the ways in which you continue forward in a line of success. Continue forward down the path of self-actualization. What you tell yourself, what you look yourself in the eye, tell yourself you're going to do, the propensity to at least continue to strive towards that is greater than a one-time fleeting thought or even telling your buddy, no, I'm going to be something someday. That doesn't mean shit. Your buddy doesn't believe it. You don't actually believe it. Right? It's easy to dismiss easy to dismiss but when you stare yourself in the eye and give yourself some some seconds stare yourself in the eye for five ten seconds take it in we do this thing in in the, in the army uh cqb right Co close quarters combat um close quarters battle whatever try this with your buddies 
some time if you if you want to get an idea of how long a second is how long five seconds is stand on a corner between two buildings and run from one building to the next try it out have and and you know you and your buddy it might be silly but just try it out with the idea of counting the seconds that you can see that person right and we do this in the military, and we do this especially in, in uh, what's called mount, military operations and urban terrain. Um, as an example of how long you are actually exposed versus how long you think you're exposed. But I think it's, it's appropriate here to talk about this um, because it might only take you three seconds, two seconds even between three and five depending on the intersection to run from one corner of the intersection or one quarter of a building to the next right it might take you two seconds three seconds whatever but i'm telling you when you're the person looking at somebody running across that open space it seems like they are there forever when you look at that it seems like they are just almost stopped in time. And you have all the time in the world to catch a bead on them and do what you got to do. And so it's the same when you look yourself in the mirror. You are exposed. And you are exposing yourself to yourself. And when you give yourself a solid 5-10 seconds to look you in the eye... Look yourself in the eye and take account of who you are because you know there's nothing like it. It's not like looking somebody else in the eye and you're trying to gauge what they're thinking and you're trying to gauge how they're feeling. You know exactly what you're thinking and how you're feeling. So when you do this, it's almost compounding self-reflection. And you do this and then you tell yourself what your goal is. There's no avoiding it later. There's no avoiding it later. You stare your you stared yourself right in the eye. You are as exposed as you can possibly be and you told yourself you were going to do this thing. And later when you don't or later when you're coming up with an excuse why you can't There's no exception. There's no There's no accepting that. There's no passing it off. Oh, all right, bro. No worries. We'll just try some other time. It's good. You know because it's you. You know the lie that you're telling yourself. You know that you are or are not taking measures, taking steps towards your goal. And whatever excuse you give yourself, maybe it's legitimate. Maybe it's not an excuse. Maybe it's a reason. Maybe it's legitimately you can't do this today and that's okay. But maybe it's also just that <coughs> you're tired. You don't want to. You're feeling lazy. 
You don't have enough small wins to make you feel like the stress is worth it. You don't have enough motivation that keeps you taking another step. That thousand mile journey is accomplished step by step by step. And every step you take is a step closer to success. And if you don't take that step, then you get no closer to your goal. And in fact, you start training yourself that not taking that step is okay. And maybe the goal is no longer important. And then you have to justify that. And that compounds. And this is how we start feeling like failures. And this is how we start feeling like nothing we do ever amounts to anything. And this is how we start accepting defeat. And that's bullshit. Take the fucking step. Look yourself in the eye. Tell yourself what you want to do. If it's legitimate and you can't take the step that day, then it's legitimate and you can't take the step that day. Take two steps the next day. Don't be a bitch. Continue on the path. Continue towards your goal. Continue towards greatness. You can do it. But you have to do the work. No one's going to do it for you. If you don't do the work, it doesn't get done. And when you look yourself in the eye... And you tell yourself to do that thing. And you don't do it. And you're just stuck with yourself. It's not going anywhere. You don't go anywhere. You know what you feel. You know what you think. You know the pain that's going to come from lying to yourself. Because there's no getting away with lying to yourself. So keep pushing forward, keep driving on that path, keep making sure that whatever steps you do take, however minuscule or however grand, they're all towards your greater good. Alright everybody, I love you. I hope you have a good day, good night, good weekend, good good whatever. Keep striving. Keep striving towards that self-actualization. Keep striving to be a better person. Keep striving to be the best you. All right. Take care. Be well. Thanks for listening, everybody. You know, if you find value in this podcast and find value in the topics that we discuss and some of the insight that we bring to the table and the viewpoints and the stances that we bring to the table i ask that you hit the subscribe button you know support the show hit us up on on instagram we've got at five peaks podcast we've got an instagram page out there and share it with your friends right let your friends know let your family know let your co-workers know that you know you found a great you found a great podcast that you find value in and you think they will too I really appreciate that support. I appreciate the listen and I appreciate all of you. Take care and be well.